To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just ain't the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers Welcome to the Opinionated Benchwarmers Podcast, episode 130. The Opinionated Benchwarmers are back to do what we do best, and that's talk sports. My brothers, again, are in the building. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? I'm doing uh, doing pretty good, man. Uh, been a pretty good day so far. Uh, I always kind of look forward to us having this chance to record uh, and hop back into it. You know, give our listeners, uh, our faithful listeners, something to listen to. So, man, I- I'm pretty good. Yeah, me as well. Me as well. I've been looking forward to this episode, man. We just got so much to unpack here. So let's just jump right into it, my brothers. Yes, sir. So first off, we'll start off by telling all of our listeners and followers who've been rocking with us for a minute. We appreciate it. Make sure that you stay locked in on O underscore Benchwarmers on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. That way you can hear great content like you're hearing right now. Um, We had a little kind of meeting semi casual meeting so we got some things uh coming down the pipeline so just stay locked in uh we appreciate everything we appreciate everything that you do passing the word of mouth everything you do post anything you do to support we don't take it lightly so we appreciate that uh fellas we're jumping fresh out of nba all-star weekend i'm interested to know your your thoughts of course jason tatum uh with over 50 points i don't have these exact stats um, but he got his first, as we predicted on this podcast, his first all-star MVP, um, which was exciting, I guess, but you know, some people weren't too, uh, people, some people were underwhelmed by this game. I mean, you, you used to this all-star game being a game where they don't play defense, but it just seemed exaggerated the amount of effort, the lack of effort, I should say that was given in this game. Yeah, no, uh, I I agree one hundred percent with that. It's it's actually kind of crazy because it made people start looking at the format and everything of the game again, which to me is a little crazy because the last couple of years we've honestly had a competitive game. You know the way that they changed it, kind of going quarter by quarter, playing for a charity, and then also too uh, having that change up of the fourth quarter where they add the twenty four points to whichever team has the highest score. And you just go to that final cumulative score or whatever. And uh, we had really seen some competitive games. And then we kind of got to this one. And it was, as they say, kind of a glorified layup line. Uh, To me, wasn't too much defense being played. And I understand things from a player safety standpoint. But I just feel like we didn't really see too much of the true competition, uh, especially since you had a quarter or two, especially that third quarter kind of got out of hand. And I think because that third quarter got somewhat out of hand, then it just kind of caused everything even to die down that was typically competitive in the fourth. So uh, it, it it was a little bit of a glorified layup line, not too much defense and not as competitive as the last few we've seen. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't as a fan uh, and as the voting committee and as the people that changed the rules and things like that, I wouldn't overreact on this one game. You know, you look at the standings in the NBA especially in the West, on the West side, they are crunched up. Everybody's trying to prepare themselves for this home run and, you know, who's going to get these playoff spots. And so a lot of guys are thinking that in the back of their mind. Even LeBron before the game said these are the most important 23 games of his career to not miss the playoffs back-to-back season, back-to-back season. So, again, I don't know, again – that's not trying to make an excuse, but again, this is something that we have to keep in mind as this game went on. 
right? And then you're missing talent like a Stephen Curry. You're missing talent like a Kevin Durant. Guys that absolutely make the game more fun, make the game more competitive on both sides. And then you look at missing a guy who Giannis, who played all of 10 seconds and checked out of the game. So another guy that makes the game even more competitive. These are guys that are banged up going into this game. And then you got LeBron James, who missed half the game from hitting his finger on the rim. So, again, these yeah, I was like, yeah, he better get out of this game. I don't know about yeah. you. I was like, yeah, you, you go sit down. Exactly. <laughs> we, we so you enough. put all that. You put all that into a pot, and we think about it. This is a thing that really caused this game to not be as competitive. Again, I wouldn't overreact to it, but um, yeah, I, I think it'll get back to being incompetitive if the standings were more spread out, if things were more decided, if these guys weren't so banged up, and you know everybody wasn't trying to save themselves. So I get it. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, fellas. I, um, y'all brought up some good points. Uh, there. I mean, injury is always relevant in, in these types of games. Uh, but let's talk about the dunk contest. I mean, I think, you know, Matthew McClung may have done it. He may have revived this, this otherwise, as we discussed, a, a dying, um, uh, competition. Uh, he brought the excitement back and I don't think it was the hype. Uh, I, I thought he was very impressive, um, to, to win the dunk contest the, in the fashion that he did. Um, I thought that the only guy that was, Kind of giving him a run for his money there was uh shoot, jeez, come out from Kenyon Martin Jr. Kenyon Martin Jr. Nah, I know, nah, Trey no, no, Murphy. no, 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 Trey, Trey Murphy. Murphy. I'm sorry, Trey Murphy. Yeah, Trey Murphy was the only guy that was giving his thing. But Mac McClung did a great job. I thought, especially the the dunk to to end the game, that was pretty impressive to me. Yeah, I think he brought it. Every he deserved perfect scores the whole time. In my opinion, he, I mean, I know, uh, uh, Lisa Leslie Lisa. kind of player hated just a little bit. She kind of player hated on that and gave him a nine on one of those, but he deserved to me again, not the shock factor, which plays a huge, huge part, part in it, right? You know, obviously, you know, not trying to play the race card here, but being, you know, a Caucasian guy coming out there and with bounce, but people, you know, casual fans don't know that, right? We know that the dude had bounce. He played for the Lakers before. We knew he had bounce going into this game. But the casual fan watching the game or watching the dunk contest, you know, he had that shock factor going into it. And so that played a huge part into it, too, I think. Yeah. And and to add on to it, like, the guy didn't miss a dunk. It wasn't, you know, hey. one take Drake. (laughs) It wasn't, I'm going to have to run it back. Or, you know, hey, I start the dunk, but I don't complete it and something didn't go right. Like that's every huge. single one of them, he killed That's huge. It. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge in the vote. When you just do it the first time, you don't know what to expect and you complete it. You know, we could talk about Kenyon Martin, a guy that can jump out the gym, right? Kenyon Martin Jr. That is. And, he, you know, he had to do a bunch of his dunks over. If he would have did that, those dunks the first time he completed those dunks, he would have had a better chance. I don't know if he would have won, but he would have had a better chance. You know, he's a guy I put obviously put money on. I'm a little upset, that. but anyway, <laughs> oh, that's why. It's this, that's why you're <laughs> here. Speaking, speaking of guys to put money on, I, the guy I put money on and I predicted in our previous episode of who will win the three point contest, Dame Dollar Lillard won his first three point contest. He said that he can retire now uh, after three times. Uh, I don't, I mean, I, I think the, the proof is in the pudding, I think, but I do want to discuss what does this do for his legacy? Um, I said that he's probably right now in this era is the second best shooter under Steph. Uh, but I mean, does this, does this move him up a little bit on you guys list? Cause y'all were a little indifferent last episode. I, I mean, I, mean just, I believe he's a great shooter. I absolutely does believe it. Not, and he even self when he proclaimed that he's the second best shooter behind him. And, I mean, if you really look at it, I think it's because of where he plays at in Portland, why he doesn't get the national games until he plays the Lakers and he torches every time, literally every time. While Rob roots for him to torture. (laughs) Why Rob is excited to watch it. And it's bittersweet to watch, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I I just – I think he's he's definitely in that conversation. If there was no Steph, honestly, if Steph just wasn't born, we'll be talking about him as – Probably the greatest shooter because he's just that nice, especially with his range. Well, right now, right now he's number six of all time in three point yeah. and made three pointers. So I think it's time to start thinking about it, guys. I mean, yeah. it's time to start thinking about it. And you know, I look at James Harden number three on that list. I I don't think James Harden really gets the 
the flowers that he deserves. But it's like you said, which is a good point, uh, Carlos, is that Steph is just on a plateau alone. So it just causes us to overlook other great shooters in the league. Yeah, no, definitely 100%. I think the thing, too, that has Dame in that discussion, too, as y'all mentioned, is just the range, you know, and you saw that showcased in the three-point contest. Like, he did not miss the, the bonus. <laughs> the yeah, like, <laughs> he almost shoots those better than, like, typical or normal three-pointers. I mean, you saw in the All-Star game him pull up from behind half court and hit it. So uh he he's definitely, to me, you know, in that top five group, you know, it, it's kind of a little jumbled up for me behind Steph with a couple of guys that sit in that two to six range uh, from a shooter standpoint for me. So it's a little jumbled up. I don't have anybody definitively at that two spot, but Ray Allen is in that mix. Reggie Miller is in that mix. Clay Thompson is in that mix. And Dame Lillard is in that mix for me of those guys that come behind Steph. Yeah, and I think longevity plays a part into it too. Cause I think if Clay Thompson were to remain healthy and did miss two seasons, I think he'd be higher on, up on this list. Uh, but you're right. I mean, you can't forget what Ray Allen did and Reggie Miller, the guys that paved the way. Um, uh, but as many threes that are being taken right now, uh, I think that the record was forever be extended, but I don't think, I think Steph's record, however, however long he continues to play, I think that will stand the test of time. Uh, I don't know if it'll stand the test as long as, uh, Kareem's did, but I think it'll be somewhat, it'll be a long time before somebody catches stuff at the rate he going, if he can stay healthy and uh, continue extending that. Um, but yeah, I mean, let, let's flip it over, man. We, we'll keep it, we'll keep it NBA. Um, like we said, this is most, most of a reset episode. We had our NBA pre episode, um, before the season started, but now it's the second half of the season. Uh, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered that we want to predict that we want to discuss that we want to talk about. It's one of the most exciting times of the year as we make these final 23 games uh, stretch until the NBA playoffs, which will, which, which usually gets kicked off around April. So, I mean, hey, I mean, there's a, there's a lot to get to here, fellas. I mean, we could just, we could kind of do it just round table of what we have discussed. Uh, since I had a mic right now, I'll kick it off here and I'll start nothing beyond our Los Angeles Lakers here. Uh, we kind of alluded to that. Carlos kind of led into it. Um, uh, but I mean, after seeing LeBron give us a heart attack and hurt his finger on the rim, uh, but he's fine. He he will be playing. Um, uh, it, it's interesting to see. He said some interesting things that Lowe's brought up and he said that this is the most tw- uh, important 23 games in a regular season of his career. The man's played 20 seasons. He has four championships. He's been to 10 NBA finals. So that just tells you the sense of urgency that LeBron is coming into this season. We've seen AD shut down his social media ever since that loss against the uh, Portland Blazers. Uh, and we look phenomenal against the Pelicans prior to this break. So my question to you guys, and I think it's worth talking about, is that if the Lakers do not make the playoffs two years in a row, will this season and this AD LeBron experiment officially be sort of a failure? I I feel like you kind of gave us the easy out by saying sort of a failure. I feel like we got to take it either all the way. Either all right. a failure is it a failure? Not. If 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 they're not if they're not making the playoffs this year, it's all but said. If they don't do it this year, uh, and they don't bring us back at least two or three, then is is this a, is this project a failure? I think ultimately, um, and getting into it, I'm gonna go ahead and say no. It's not a failure. I think that ultimately, when you look at any time that you can win a championship, whatever, you know, putting the nucleus together, I believe that you cannot consider that a failure. I mean, we look at some of the other duos that are around the league, you know, Paul George and Kawhi were really heralded when they came together. They haven't done anything at this point. That's a failure, in my opinion. Um, you know, you look at other duos that that have been around the league. I mean, you look at KD and uh, Kyrie coming together, and I know that was plagued by one injury season and other stuff happened, but that to me, is more so of a failure. So if you can win a championship, to me, it's already not a failure. But I can see how people would look down upon it. I mean, if you miss consecutive playoffs, that's definitely not good. And <laughs> definitely, you know, is not what's expected. But for the overall run, I wouldn't call it a failure. For the season, for the season, I would say it would be a failure. You know, whether that's fair or not. And uh, I would say just because... Whether you can judge that as fair or not, because this trade 
it happening until 70% of the season was already done, if you do the math on the numbers. And so right now they only have 23 games left with this new nucleus. Now, if they can finish anywhere positive with this new team, you know, whether that's just missing the playoffs, you know, by a playing game or whatever, or even getting into the playoffs and losing, you know, I would say that it's a success because I would like to see this team gel more than 25 games together, you know, what they were only given, you know, obviously with the trade deadline and when the trades went down, you know, I would say the whole Russell Westbrook thing was a failure. Obviously, you know, since he came, the, the Lakers have not made the playoffs, you know, and that's just facts, you know, and that was coming off a, <laughs> that was just coming off a championship year. You know, we decided to blow it up for whatever reason. I don't know, you know, and obviously that experience was a failure. And so again, I would not say that this, I would say if the Lakers missed the playoffs, I would say this season is a failure because of most of the season has already been played with Russell Westbrook. Well, I'm, I sit on the opposite side of this, guys. I, I do think that anything short of multiple championships being brought is a failure. Most people don't even give us our credit for that championship because it was in the bubble. Of course, that was the COVID year where everything was shut down and the guy it was shut down for like a month, a month and a half. And, you know, they won a championship in the bubble. So, I mean, so that championship for a lot of people has an asterisk on it. Uh, yeah, for but, a lot of people that's not Lakers fans, a lot of people that's, you know, to me, not that are more so haters of the Lakers or LeBron. Yeah, it has an asterisk. And that's not the premise of my opposition, but we we have a podcast, so we can't all agree all the time. But I do think that it is a failure when we first got AD and we traded for AD on this franchise. Um, I think that the, the reasoning behind it was to understand we have a guy in LeBron that is obviously aging, even though he's in, he's an alien, he's playing way beyond and it's way more effective than anybody his age. At this point, he's surpassed Tom Brady as far as longevity and effectiveness. Um, not even though he plays basketball, but I mean, it's still remarkable that LeBron has played as long as he has and is as effective as he is. But we figured that we'd get AD in here that when LeBron does hang it up, that we'll have somebody else to build our franchise around. And so far, AD has been injury riddled. Uh, LeBron has had his time that he has been sitting out a lot of games, and it really just hasn't been like it was supposed to be. Uh, I mean, which makes them more so the championships that Kobe and Shaq won three years in a row. It's just absolutely hard to do. Um, But, you know, I think that if it doesn't bring multiple championships, I'm looking toward the future. I think that right now you can't say that it's a failure, but I think when you look back on it and only one championship was delivered and what at this point they've been together for four years. Uh, so you got to think LeBron will be with us for another two to three years. I think if you look back over a seven year span and only one championship was delivered. I don't think that that was what we thought of when, when we brought those, those two guys together. So it lightly, I'll say, um, I stand on the fence right now. I don't think it's a failure now, but I think if you look back seven, three years from now, and you only got one, then yeah, uh, I'm not letting you get away with that. You got to check. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. But that wasn't my question. That wasn't my <laughs> question. I, I think the season for right now, yeah, if we don't make the championship right now after making trades for D'Angelo Russell, you know, uh, we, 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 we sold this dream that some kind of way Westbrook was going to work it out. We sold all these dreams, and for us to get not make the playoffs, it is a failure. Oh yeah, season wise, but run wise for me, I, I don't necessarily agree. But so even I, seven I years, even three years from now, which will be seven, you don't look at you won championship in seven years. You don't. Look, this look this at is my thing and my take on it. We got to look at how difficult it is to win multiple championships as a, a unit constructed. So if you look historically. You think about, okay, you go way back to Lakers and the Celtics, way back in 60s, 70s, all that. You look at the Lakers run in the 80s and the, the Celtics run in the 80s. Um, you look at over even recent history, you know, it's not many teams that have won several championships together. That Pistons team was a great unit that was put together in the 2000s. They won one championship, you know, together. You look at um, a group like what they had in Cleveland for a few years, with LeBron there, they won one championship. You look at, you know, uh, uh, the Celtics that were put together in the, in the late, in the early 2010s or late, you know, 2000s or whatever, they won one championship. You know, so I think that sometimes we get 
we got so accustomed to seeing what Kobe and Shaq did and then what Kobe came back and did with Powell. And we just think that that's like automatic. But to me, when you can get a group constructed together and can win a championship, there's so many groups that haven't gotten over that hill. So for me, that's why I wouldn't say I would, I would believe I would be with you and say that, you know, it didn't meet expectations. But to me, not meeting expectations and failure are two different things. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's the bubble championship. I want them to win one outside of the bubble. Now, I'm not the one to say that it doesn't count because they were in the bubble, but I get tired of people coming at me and be like, oh, it was in the bubble. That don't count. I'm like, I get tired of having an argument defending it. So, ask this question then. What, what is more so than the argument? Why does the bubble don't count? Why? Uh, I mean, because you're not traveling, it eliminates all the travel that has to be to be done. That's a disadvantage. But didn't, you know, that didn't everybody advantage. deal with that? And weren't the Lakers? The Lakers hey, were going to be the I'm number one seed. advocate here. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just, I'm saying, what are your friends and these people that's coming at you? We're not. This is not necessarily towards you, right? But what are they saying? Why this does not count? I'm just interested to know. Well, that's one. That 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 that's a big one. That's like I said, to, to counteract that, I know they're saying that too from like a health standpoint, all that kind of stuff and what travel does on the body. But just specifically from what it impacted, like the Lakers had the number one seed in the West, I know at least. I can't remember overall league-wise. Milwaukee might have had that. But the Lakers would have had home court in every series, and they didn't get to have that advantage. <laughs> so, like, yeah. for me, the Lakers sacrificed a lot too in that playoff run and everybody had the exact same circumstances so what was different about Denver circumstances what was different about the LA Clippers circumstances what was different about Milwaukee circumstances what was different about Miami Heat circumstances nothing <laughs> Lakers came yeah. out on top yeah to me it just sounds like casual fans just trying to make a you know oh if anything I would say that ring is harder than anything and this is just again my opinion because of the mental, you don't get to go home every day or you don't even get to see your family because you're in this bubble. You're doing this for, I don't know, X amount of days long of seeing the same people going into a hotel room mentally. A lot of those, they would say these, the, the mental, the, the mentally strong, and you and uh, Phil Handy talked about this, the most mentally strong team going to win that championship because they didn't have those outlets. They didn't have the things to do. Even everybody in that bubble had to go through testing every day. We had to go through these systems just to get on the court and to play. If so, if you ask me, the non-casual fan, that that championship was probably hard. I couldn't imagine being trapped in a place for that long, seeing the same people every day. We've seen stories about people trying to sneak people in the room and getting kicked out the bubble. <laughs> like, they were serious about things about seeing different people they couldn't see their girls you know some people say you know when you can see your girl you play a little better you know and i'll leave that you said that you know like a lot of things just kind to uh you know is it, it was working against them i would say then you know they didn't travel or there was no fans you know it's like i just don't get that with the casual fan that says that i agree yeah i agree so ultimately yeah it this season is a failure if they don't make it to the championship. I think we all agree on that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's so a championship. championship. I am sorry, the playoffs. To the playoffs. I'm sorry, the oh, playoffs. Geez. I'm sorry. But I do think if we do make it to the playoff, man, you don't want to see us. I don't care which round. As long as we don't have to see – as long as we don't have to see – uh um shoot. Phoenix. Phoenix. As long as we don't have to see Phoenix first round, you don't want to see yeah. us, bro. You so, don't want to see us. And even with Phoenix, though. I know everybody's scared of Phoenix, and I might be the the lone horse on this. I might Man, be the lone. You wolf. are the lone horse. Trey, but listen, listen, <laughs> that's gonna take time. Again, the same thing with the Lakers. The Lakers have had two or three games with their new pieces. They're not just gonna. Again, they're great players. They're gonna make it work. I'm not saying that. But when you're in a playoff series and you're with a team that's been playing together already, and you're going against a Denver Nuggets, you're going against a Memphis Grizzlies has been stalling a little bit here, but when you in a playoff series and you're doing dealing with that, we've seen it. I think as far I think as far as them making it work though, they're three of the smartest NBA players maybe that. of all I time. I get that. I they, get that. So cut that, that time in half of listen, getting it together. Listen, that team is very thin. That team is very, very thin because of the pieces they have to give I up. Agree. And I we agree know the health of CP3 the last two or three years in the playoffs. He is one injury, one hamstring pull to that team already, you know, not looking as strong as we thought they were going to be. That's just my opinion. 
Yeah. So, so you pretty much, it's about kind of the amount of time that they have to jail, but you think. Absolutely. absolutely. They're a great team. If they had a full year, that team's together a full year and they, and you know, they were able to add another piece or two. We don't know what they're going to do down this, down the, down the stretch here. I would say absolutely they're okay. favorites. So but you buy you buying the fit of, of KD and Phoenix is what you're saying. You buy I the am, fit. but again, KD is coming off injury. <laughs> CP3 has been injury riddle. You know what I mean? He has been in for CP3. And Devin Booker, he's had his own injuries this year. Yeah. When you look at that as a whole, it's like, yes, they look great on paper, but again, that playoff, you just not gonna one on one me the whole time. And CP3. CP3 can change that. Cool, fellas. Well, I mean, I think we spent way time there. We don't want the listeners saying it's a Lakers podcast. Uh, oh, we we even... just talked about Phoenix, so you know it has <laughs> all Lakers. It happened all Lakers. Oh um, yeah, so yeah, that that's a that's a that's a good topic, man. Y'all, what y'all got? Y'all got anything that y'all keep y'all on the second half of the season? I mean. I mean, chiming hey, when, in. I when guess. I think about it, oh, go ahead, man. Oh no, you you can go. Okay, I guess chiming in on it, kind of <laughs> you mentioned go, okay. it and alluded to it because you we talked about a little bit of kind of the Lakers season and how the run with Russ has been a failure, and so you know I'm seeing that of course he's still in L.A. but he's rocking some different colors now, um, and playing with a former teammate. Uh, so what are y'all <laughs> thinking about that fit in the second half? Like, you do y'all think do right y'all now, buy this is gonna work? Go first, bro. <laughs> go first. Do y'all buy this I, is I, gonna I, work or what? I, I'll I'll say this about that. I'll ju- I'll I'll crack a joke and then I get my rare thoughts. A part of me is like, good grief, let him go somewhere and mess up somebody else's team. <laughs> but secondly, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I look at it. I, I think his run with the Clippers would be better than it was in L.A. Uh, you look at Paul George during All Star Weekend was basically talking directly to the GMs through his press conferences, saying how much he wants uh, Westbrook. He's been wanting Westbrook before the trade deadline. Uh, so I mean, I think way before the trade deadline, I think he he was vouching for he wanted Westbrook last year. So I mean, it's just the, I don't know for some reason he loves the guy from that time. Maybe date back to when they were both in Oklahoma City, whatever rapport they have there. Obviously, good friends. Um, I don't come off as Paul George as somebody that needs absolutely needs the ball to affect the game. He's good defensively, and he's a great spot up shooter. So I think that they could make it work uh, from that aspect, as opposed of having a LeBron who's ball dominant. Um, and then on the other out, on the other inspection, the other the other best player is Kawhi Leonard. On the on on one end, you know he's he's ba- he's a, he's basically a mute, and secondly, he's not a vocal leader. And he's not a guy that's he's not an ego guy. So I think it'll work. Um, my thing is too, you dealing with a quiet that's always injured. So it's just like you know, you you just don't know what to make of it. So Westbrook will get plenty of. He's a guy that needs volume to be effective, and he's gonna get plenty of it when it comes to minutes, when it comes to the ball being in his hand, when it comes to him being expected to produce offensively, and also the things that he do with assists. But Ultimately, I think his run will be better. I'm not saying that he's fixed because I think he's a declining player at this point in the league, but I think that his run will be better. You'll see a different version of Westbrook uh, with the Clippers. When I think of Russ, I just think of a player I can't trust, right? I think Russ is a great player. Russ has always put up great numbers, and Russ has always been a player that's going to hustle. And I'll get to the point here, but I think – what really made him bad with the Lakers was his contract, right? You think about his contract, $47 million taking up that cap, and you can't spread that out, right? And so when you think about that as a whole and um, how much that really hamstringed the Lakers with can't bring in and spread out talent and you have all these minimum guys and rookies on, you know, getting playing time, you know, that's not that, – that makes it hard to, for us to be good. He can't really operate playing on the floor with minimum guys. You know, yes, Bron missed his time and he's on the floor with him, but they're both ball-dominant players who don't necessarily need to be on the floor at the same time, which is why Russ moved to the six-man position, right? And then we've seen him play a little bit better from that. Um, and so I say all that to say is I think he will be better with the Clippers, you know? Again, do I trust – do I say, hey, oh, now they're, you know, 
moved up to championship, you know, or contenders? No, because, again, I don't trust him in crunch time. I still think he's going to play this hero ball. Um, but I think he's going to be better on the Clippers because he's coming at a discount. He got bought out in Utah. Only reason we had issues with him in L.A. was because we were playing with three freaking max guys on the roster. Now he's not a max guy, and he's on a team that's spread out with talent. And so, of course, he's going to be better on that type of team. And so we already know the reports right now is going to be, you know, what's coming right now with Russ. Oh, he did better. Look at these fans. And, you know, these fans didn't give him trouble. And, you know, you got to look at it, the bigger picture. So when that story starts, and I already know he's going to probably cook the Lakers on April 5th. That's just how it happens. Everybody want to cook the Lakers when they come back and play him. He's probably going to have 30 points and 20 rebounds and 10 assists against us. I, I don't know. But, again, that's just how it works. I hope he doesn't. But, again, I think he's going to be better with the Clippers, but I don't think they're going to be any contenders. They may still go to the playoffs, but mark my words, he's going to cost them a game or two. Yeah, I I think y'all pretty much covered it, man. Same sentiments. I do think that he'll be better. I still never totally know what to expect from Russ, but I think that it'll be kind of an upgraded version of what they thought they were going to get from John Wall when he came over. Uh, and I think that just logically he does fit better with the Clippers at this point, but isn't someone that overly scares me. So, yeah, y'all pretty much already covered my take. Well, what's up, guys? They got more stuff to go, man. We, we, what we, what we doing with the second half of the season, man? What y'all looking forward to seeing? I mean, I just again, everybody's push, um, you know, and how how the, how the West is going to finish out. You know, there's so many teams before this before this break, the Mavs were on a losing streak. You know, and you got, again, the Clippers who's made moves now. You got the Lakers that's obviously trying to get up there. You got a lot of good teams bunched up. Somebody's going to have their heart broken. You got, you know, a Minnesota team that has been playing pretty decent without Carl Towns, but he's expected back. You know, you got a Kevin Durant. He's expected back. You know, um, really to see how the this stretch run is going to finish out with all these bunched up teams and who's going to be the eight teams to make it. Yeah, no, nah, that, that's that's definitely yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a lot. It, it's really really tight in the in the in the NBA right now between the standings. Uh, I'll pull it up right quick if y'all, y'all you go, Ramon, if you got it pulled up. No, nah, I, I I do have it pulled up right now. Uh, so just going quickly one through, I'll go one through ten just because of the play in. So uh, you have Denver at the top of it. Uh, then you have Memphis Grizzlies at two, Sacramento Kings at three. L.A. Clippers at four, uh, Phoenix Suns at five, Dallas Mavericks at six, uh, the Pelicans at seven, uh, the Timberwolves at eight, Warriors at nine, and then the Thunder at ten. Um, and so I, I guess I'll be intrigued to kind of piggyback on what Los is saying. I don't know if we want to go just from the top ten or if we want to go the top eight. Who do you think is the most likely to fall out of that? Because if I, we're I, thinking and expecting that the Lakers are going to get in potentially, who do you think is going to fall out? I think if, if Zion doesn't come back, which they said is a setback in his hamstring injury or groin, whatever he got going on, I think it's hamstring. I mean, they're sitting at seven right now and I'm looking at the standings right now. Uh, between seven, between that, that six seed and, uh, the, the, even the, the 13th seed is only like, is only five, is only four games. So when I look at the record like that, I mean, I think that they're definitely a candidate. They're sliding right now. They're, uh, they're four and four and six in their last 10 games. Uh, and you know, you're looking at it with if the longer Zion's out, the more this team's going to struggle. They're an extremely deep team, but they need that motor in BI along with uh, Zion, which is a superstar as well to carry the load so as long as he's out of that lineup they're going to continue slipping down man and you know with with the moves that's made with us in the lakers you got stuff coming back soon uh i, I think that the, i would choose the pelicans i know that our new orleans list is going to hate this but i would see the pelicans dropping out of there as long as zion's out that's tough i mean i kind of i kind of view it the same way they probably are the most likely to slide out if we're talking about the top eight teams. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about them and the Mavs, too, being another team. I, I see. I know I like – I know, again, we talked about this, but there'll be another team that I got sliding down. And I just the, – it's just right now they don't have enough pieces. I think they gave up a lot of pieces to get Kyrie. I just don't think they have enough. 
pieces, you know. And then you look at the Kings sitting up there at three at 32 and 25. I mean, the Lakers are 27 and 32. We very well could. They could be another team potentially to drop out as well. Yeah. What, are, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, the, I think the Kings are going to make the playoffs this year. Oh, they, I think this yeah. is – I, I don't think they're going to slide out of the playoffs. I think they may drop down some. Though. I agree. Same sentiment. I agree. Same. Same so are we going to do the East Coast too, Los? I mean, the East Coast is probably at its weakest right now. You know, you, I really think you got three, yeah. maybe you got four teams. Three, maybe four, yeah. Three, yeah. four teams that yeah. where you really expect them. I would say four teams right now. That's, that, I, I like say one five. Of these four teams, no. So who are, your, who are your four teams? Oh, I mean, I can see your fifth one. But my four teams, obviously the Celtics, the Bucks. The 76ers, and I don't believe in the Cavs, brother. I just don't. I think they need time, and I got the heat. Yeah, I think I, I do believe in the Cavs. And then a, a, a sneaky team there is the Knicks. They're a sneaky team. I, I think I, I can't play. Yeah, I think, I mean, when Man. I watch them play with Julius Randle and, and Jalen Brunson, like, I just look at them and I'll be like, man, they are really one piece away from being true contenders, but I don't know what the, I don't know what that yeah. piece is. Maybe y'all know it, but I don't know what that piece is. So the Knicks are sneaky. They're, yeah, they they're out at least in the first round though. <laughs> they, the they Knicks are tough. Round. I'm Knicks just trying to hype just, them up. Right. No, they, they out the first round, but they are a tough team. You yeah. know, I think they're absolutely want to see them just hard nosed, tough team. Just yeah. all the players from Brunson, from, like you said, Julius Randle and RJ Barrett, those are just tough dudes that just freaking hustle and ball. You know what I mean? I just, I don't, I just again, I think they just fall up short though. So, you know what so I mean? Interesting. A spinoff of low. So give me y'all's Western Conference final right now. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. I got the. Uh, give me. Go first, Ramosh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it, it's so tough because I don't want to see. I don't want to. I'm a seem biased with my Western Conference finals pick. I got Phoenix in there. I just think Phoenix that they just they good. I. I do believe if the Lakers get in the playoffs with what I've seen from that team and believing in LeBron and AD, if LeBron and AD are healthy, I'm I'm calling it now. Phoenix and, and the Lakers. Okay. So I, I I believe I too believe I am the crazy Lakers fan that believe we can make it to the Western Conference Finals. And I think that the Nuggets I, I like the Nuggets to 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 finally get it together and 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 make a run to to get in there. So I'm going Nuggets Lakers, fellas. Um, for me, it's I'm gonna just um the list is wide open. It's wide open. Like you can really have anybody one through thirteen make it to the playoffs. And so what I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with the Grizzlies. And I know we all sound like homers, and you know, listen, I hate it, but if the Lakers get in the playoffs, I think they're going to the conference run. I'm gonna go to Grizzlies. And the Lakers make it to the, the conference final. So, Jai going to be right about being good on the West, huh? I think so. I mean, when I think – I yeah, I, think they, I think those those, those young guys going to do it. I just don't believe in Phoenix. I think Phoenix is going to be a second-round next. Okay. Who going to put them out? <laughs> the Grizzlies. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, moving along, man, we got – we got the second half of the season kicked off. That's good. That's good dialect right there, man. Um, but I think another thing that that's concerning is that you have a lot of uncertainty of what teams are going to do. Uh, but I think we got to ask ourselves is, is Zion going to get himself together? Cause there's a lot of uncertainty around his injury. Um, it was recently reported before. All-Star break that he'll miss more time when they expect him to be back after the All-Star break. Like maybe if not this week after the All-Star break, you know, they expect him to be back next week at least. But now it's like he's going to miss an extended amount of time, may go into another month. Guys, man, is this concerning for the Pelicans? I guess I know we touched on it, but Zion's uncertainty. Are you concerned? Uh, yeah. I mean, Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I just <laughs> we just keep bobbing and we you go ahead, Lois. You go ahead. You go ahead. I mean, I just think at this point, man, you, you look at the history, man. Like 
he's on the floor, he's 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 one of a kind, right? But how are you getting hurt in your rehab and re-hurting yourself? Like some point, you know, it was before this year we were talking about he needs to lose weight. He lost the weight going into this year. He was looking good. He was slimmed down. You know, he wasn't hitting up the gumbo and eating the, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the crawfish, <laughs> the jambalaya. He wasn't really going in into ones like that. And he really got down and got his weight down. And then he got hurt again this year. You know, those lower body injuries. Again, he's one of those guys that use his lower body. And he that, that's what he depends on, his athleticism to, you know, his game. is getting to the rim and those double jumps. But again, it's had an effect on him and his injuries. I think he's going to forever be one of these guys unless he changed something. You know, I don't know if he needs to hire a chef. Uh, he may already have one, he, they, but they need to be looking deeper on how they can fix, fix these lower body injuries that he continues to have. Yeah, I mean, I think that you covered it, man. Uh, for me as well, I think it's very concerning. And uh, I don't I don't really know or really totally buy if he'll play again this season. Like, I think that this season really could be a lost cause for him. And if it's a lost cause for him, then it's a lost cause for the Pelicans. So uh, to just wrap it up really quickly, like I said, I, I think that it's definitely a uh, cause for concern. And, and I think that the Pelicans should be pressing the panic button. Yeah. I mean, we've seen guys start their career off like that. Steph Curry was, 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 you know, injury prone early in his career, Joel Embiid. Um, but I think Zion in his, what, what is this? His third season of, it ain't his fourth, is it? Ooh. It, it, might, it might be his it fourth. Is. I fourth, think it's his fourth. Yeah. Game. I mean, fourth season, man. Like that, that, I, I mean, it can be concerning. Can somebody look that up? Uh, I don't want to peg it, peg it, peg that on him. It is four. Okay. So we do have confirmation it is four seasons. I mean, at this point, I mean, uh, it is concerning. You know, he can't play, he can't stay healthy. Now, when he, when he is healthy, he's phenomenal, but. You know, it is concerning for those Pelicans fans. I, I wonder what they think, um, what they're thinking right now. But we'll move on. Um, second half of Probably season. Probably thinking they got another Anthony Davis. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, we yeah. can't. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, but at least AD has proven to stay healthy for an extended amount of time at some point, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, y'all got anything else? Nate McMillan was fired today. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not laughing at him losing his job. I'm just laughing at the situation. Like they been knew they wanted to fire this man. Why are they wasting this man time? Like it was said he was gonna get fired last season. Yeah, no, like you said, they just kind of kicked the can down the road for a while with it, and I think that they really <laughs> kind of wanted to see how this Dejounte Murray, how that experiment was gonna work, and bringing him in and letting him and Trey Young play together. Um, and things just haven't gone as they've expected them to go. I mean, you look at a team that, what the, was that just only, what, two seasons ago where they were in the Eastern Conference Finals? Uh, and now you look at a team that finds themselves kind of really on the bubble of, of whether they're going to make the playoffs or not. You know, if the, if it started today, they would be in that play-in tournament uh, fighting for their playoff life. And so um, it's one of those things that I think ultimately, man, Nate McMillan is a solid coach. You know, I think in his tenure, uh, you did see the organization take some strides, but it seems like he's kind of lost uh, his voice among that team. And I think that they basically said that they want a new voice uh, to come in. So, I mean, it, it just kind of is what it is. the end of their season? Uh, I won't necessarily say that. I mean, I don't buy them making any type of extended run. Like, I think that there'll be a team, too, that's out in the first round of the playoffs if they do make it in. Um, yeah, they're currently sitting the in that eighth spot. I don't see any anybody behind them that could potentially make a run outside of the Raptors. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, ultimately, I think that they can find a way to definitely be in the playoffs, but – once they get in the playoffs, we know that that'll be uh, really a, a short run for them there. So, Absolutely. Los, you got anything on that? Nothing at all, man. Thank to see you. Yeah, man. Y'all got anything else on this second half of the season? Are y'all excited for it? 
I am. I, I mean, I want to see more Lakers game, man. Like we talked about off the air. looked bit. amazing last like, week. It, it's just, it's just fun to watch. It's absolutely yeah. fun to watch. And I said the next that. Game I, is the Warriors. Yeah. I said that same thing, brother. I, I said that same thing like last episode. Like, bro, like that's the that's the most fun I've had watching the Lakers in a very, very, very long time. So uh man, Thursday night, man, Thursday night games. We'll go through predict what today is, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so this will be out before Thursday night's games. So we can go out. We can go uh, on it. We got some. We got two big games going on um, those those nights. Of course, we got Westbrook coming to face the Lakers uh, in a different thread. I don't know if they reported out if he's going to play or not, but it seems like it would be enough time for him to play. He's been a Clipper for what three days now, so he should be able to you know lay some up. But we'll see. And then you have um, no. They won't be playing. They won't be playing Thursday though. That's. I'm sorry. We playing. I'm Lakers and the Warriors. We, we, play yeah, Thursday. we Lakers and the Warriors are playing Thursday, and then the Clippers are playing. Who are they playing? The Bucks. Uh, let's see. I think I the Clippers might not get going back until the Clippers get going back Friday. They play the Kings. They play the Kings. I don't know why I thought that they play. I don't know what what they they play, but Lakers playing Golden State, and then you got um, Memphis playing Philly. Two good games. Two yeah. really good games. So as these guys, you're going to see guys with the maximum effort in the second half of the season. Who you got winning that game? Memphis and Philly from starting off. That could be the, that could potentially be the Eastern Conference Finals right there. If they both played in the East, but Memphis played. I'm not sure, but I'm sure, <laughs> that's the losses. Western Conference Finals, NBA Finals. Come on, y'all. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> NBA Finals. This could potentially be an NBA Finals matchup. Who do y'all have on Thursday night? I got, I got, I got Philly. Oh, uh, over your Western Conference Finals pick. Uh, let's see. Right. I, <laughs> I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Philly as well, though. I got Philly. Yeah, I think Philly. I think I, I got Philly as well. James Harden has refound his mojo. You know, I don't know if y'all been paying attention to what he's been doing. He's been, he's been looking like. Almost the James Harden of old. I, I got I got I got Philly as well. And Embiid has been playing amazing. He's been trying to get that MVP for the past couple of years, and I feel like he's got snub for the past couple of years. So he's going for it. Yeah. So Warriors and Lakers. Oh my! I don't even know. Why I'm asking this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, about to be a homer part of the Can we make that interesting somehow? Like, oh uh, yeah. No. No. Absolutely. I got us. <laughs> Like, try to act like we thinking about it for a second, but nah, we we already know everybody going with the Lakers. Okay, okay, and the the <laughs> Philly and the Grizzlies could potentially be an NBA Finals matchup. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. That hey, means you don't go edit that out it. either. You got to leave that in for the no, list. Keep all that. Out. Keep I'm finding a way, find way to edit that out. <laughs> anyway, yeah, guys, I think we did it again, man. We appreciate you for listening to us up until this point, hanging hanging out with us. We're looking forward to the second half of the NBA season just as much as anybody else out there. Make sure that you are following us on O underscore Benchwarmers on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Opinionated Benchwarmers on anywhere you listen to your podcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Um, before I close it out, I just want you guys to speak your piece on anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this thing up. Because real quick, man, I'll just make it quick. XFL, man, that's something else that, you know, we all talked about. This It just opened up this past weekend. They have three Texas teams. They have a new owner in, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that I think if you're missing football to watch it, um, it's exciting. They have, they're a little bit different than the NFL. They have different rules. Um, I can say for myself, I enjoyed it this past weekend. Um, with the team. These are a bunch of guys that got, I can't lie to you, it's not going to be as clean as the NFL, but these are a bunch of guys that got cut. These are a bunch of guys that's trying to make a roster that have a chip on their shoulder. And that's really what the message that The Rock gave to these guys, you know, to start the season. And, you know, uh, hats off to him. He made all four games this 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 um, past weekend, you know, with some of the games being on the same day. You know, he was able, I'm getting, he got a private plane, I'm sure, but 
still, that's still impressive for him to make all four games. And what better guy to represent these teams as a Texas guy as he is where they, you know, a lot of these teams are in Texas. But just real quick, some of the rules, you know, that's different than the NFL is, you know, they kind of like college football. They, they're overtime rules. You know, um, if it ever gets to that point, they all start at the five and they have attempts to score. And whoever has the most su- successful attempts win the game, you know, and they also have a three-point conversion after scoring a touchdown. You know, you can either decide at the 10-yard line to go for three, you know, which is exciting, which, again, a lot of times when a game, a team goes up, you know, nine points, they're out of reach. They can't touch it. The game is pretty much over. And we've seen this past weekend, a team go for it at the 10-yard line and actually get that three-point conversion. Or you can go for two at the five-yard line, or you can go for one, uh, you know, uh, at the two-yard line. So that makes it a little bit exciting. You know, they – they only need to get in one foot in this league. They don't have to get in two like the NFL. Um, a couple other things that is a little bit different is um, they have a double double forward pass in this league. The only rule with that is the first pass has to be behind the line of scrimmage. But they can do two double forward passes. You know, that's a little bit different than the NFL. Um you know, I mean, that's really the main points. Um, I will say take my hat off to their replay system. Their replay system, I, I really think the NFL need to bring into. And I said this previously when they did that. They give you the inside of what the guys are talking to, what the NFL refs are saying, and why they made the call, why they, you know, decided to make this decision. You're actually seeing the guy that's back in the studio looking at the call, looking at different angles. And so you get to really see why they're making these decisions. And I love it, man. I love seeing that inside and understanding why they're making that decision because if they didn't give that to me, a lot of these calls, I'm like, why did he do that? That was clearly an interception. But, again, very good. Again, not as clean as the NFL, but very good and entertaining to watch from a standpoint of these guys trying to make a name for themselves. Yeah, I think going forward, we'll, you know, I'll commit to watching it. You really kind of convinced me just now because, you know, I hadn't always been a fan, and I, I began watching it some this weekend, and I just thought it was a, a very low-grade um uh, a low grade product of football on the field, but um, after hearing you talk about it, and I know you watched it in depth, I'm willing to give it another shot. So I, I think this weekend, our homework is to watch some XFL football games, and we'll, we'll report our report out next episode on what we saw. First game is actually Thursday, or the next game is actually Thursday, so they have Thursday night. Oh, okay. Thursday night okay. game. Okay. Okay, cool. Definitely, like you said, we'll definitely be checking it out. Shout out just right quickly. Former LSU guys that are representing there. I know John Trey Kirkland had a pretty good first game. So just shout out to those guys, man. That's all I have to say. Absolutely. Go Tigers. You know what I mean? Go Tigers always. So we're going to go ahead and get out of here for real. Appreciate y'all for hanging out with us. Until next time, we out of here.